0: God's people on today's show, we talk about the importance of going from being a consumer to a contributor of society or a contributor to society, depending on how I'm supposed to word that I'm not sure for my English majors out there. Also, Lavelle and I get on the phone and we have a different kind of Bible study. Yes, we are going to be digging into the scriptures, specifically Proverbs chapter 12, which I was reading in my study time and felt like it would be beneficial to bring to the show. Right about now, you should sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Inspiration, now in session. Inspire God's people,
1: people. the Bible.
0: My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. It is time to graduate from being a consumer to a contributor. Now, rock with me for a second. You know, consumers consume consumption, you know, like it's. Like, imagine the iPhone, right? This is the best way I can explain this right now. When you think of the iPhone, most of us are consumers. I'm not saying being a consumer is all bad. We all consume something. So try to rock with the overall general point that I'm trying to make. You know what I mean? iPhone comes out. What do most of us do? Stand in line for hours. Search on Google for hours. We read the updates. We want to know, oh, this phone, you could throw it in the toilet for five minutes and And flush it and it come back up with no problem. It's like some of the iPhone features, I don't even know why we need them. You know what I'm saying? Why do I need to flush the phone in the toilet? But here's my point. Like we, when we are consumers, we are waiting for someone to put out something for us to consume. Now, rock with me. A contributor. That's Steve Jobs. This is someone... Who actually is the person putting in all the hours and the work and thinking and all of the effort to produce something that even when you just say Steve Jobs, you know I'm talking about Apple iPhone, even if I didn't say Apple iPhone. That is a contributor. Now, my man has some ways about himself. I'm not here to justify all of that, you know, but what I'm saying is just from a simple practical analogy, most of us consume iPhones. Steve Jobs was part of a team that contributed the iPhone. And when I look at the world today, I'm like, there's a lot of consumption. You know, most of us, we just taking in so much information every day, sharing information. We almost go crazy with information. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, that's also needed to a certain extent, right? I have individuals, friends and family. We share information and Uh, find a way to be productive within the information that we're sharing, building conversations around it and things like that. That's cool. But there comes like, I have a cutoff limit. So like I can't sit on the internet all day and scroll on social media and just consume, 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 consume. My whole thing is like God created me to be a contributor. And so yes, we have to consume something, learn information. You, you know, you have to read the Bible. We should be consumers of the word, but I just really believe that consumption has to have a purpose. If I'm consuming things, it has to be with the purpose to learn and reshape and develop myself to where I can now produce and contribute to society. So I just want to encourage somebody before we even really get into the topic today. Like, yo, it's time to graduate and become a contributor. God is giving you gifts. People need the world needs what God has given you. And I think sometimes we don't realize how important those gifts are, like the parable of the talents, right? I don't care if you got one talent, that one talent has a purpose. So I'm about to get on the phone with my homie Lavelle, and we about to have a different kind of Bible study. You know what I'm saying? So get ready to learn something. This is the type of consumption that will actually turn you into a contributor. And ultimately, that's been my goal with this show from the jump. You know what I mean? Balancing faith in business to guide you to purpose. Why? Your purpose as a contributor, I want to produce contributors. Let's hit up Lavelle, man, see what this guy's talking about. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You You know what I'm saying? saying? You know what I'm 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 saying? Hello? Lavelle, what up, man? Welcome to Inspire Guys People, the podcast where you've been. I'm inspired already, brother. You should be, brother. (laughs) You You done been featured on this show almost more than me, you know? So would I be fired, like, if I wasn't inspired by now? Uh, yes. Actually. Actually, you would. That, you know what? That would be a huge issue if if you was like, man, I just ain't getting nothing, bro. Like, ain't ain't nothing hitting me, man. Like, you know, the show's cool. You know, you cool. But I ain't ain't really feeling it. (laughs) What's going on, man? What's going on in your world, brother? How you feeling, man?
1: Doing great, man. Doing wonderful. Just enjoying life, enjoying my wife. You, you ain't like a rap, too, Doc.
0: Yeah, uh, that's not a rap. Um, anyway, oh. it's a nursery rhyme. Um, <laughs> what y'all getting into this weekend, man?
1: Oh man. Um, what do we do this weekend? We uh, had a surprise birthday party for our pastor on Zoom, <laughs> and uh, relaxed.
0: Uh, let, no, let's, good, don't, don't 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 just zoom past that. You know, let me let well, me say this before, okay. you, before I let you talk. This whole idea of the whole entire world happening on Zoom. Look, I like it. I feel y'all. It's convenient. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I think mm-hmm. we're taking it too far, man. Y'all surprising people. <laughs> so when they dial into the conference call, they on the. It's like they think the conference call about something else, but it's really they, you know what? Go ahead, man, tell us about the surprise birthday party for your pastor.
1: Well, I'm gonna be honest, I had to lie.
0: Oh, I'm not surprised. But
1: but I repented, but I told her that we were, uh, I wanted her to come on because we were having like a national day of prayer, (laughs) so I, I (laughs) I know, and I had, (laughs) wow. And I wanted her to pray for, I gave her a specific topic to pray for. And so wow. I had everybody on about 10 minutes early. So when she came on, you know, I introduced her and then we, I said, one, two, three, we all yelled surprise. And my mother, my mother was with her and was like, you know what, man, she had her prayer already. <laughs> She's ready to go.
0: Man. You know what she had to the pray throne. about the prayer. Like, right. so, what does God do with that? Like it's like he like you wasting my time. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So y'all surprised your pastor on Zoom, and you had to yeah. lie to do it. So, wow. You sound like such an interesting guy already. If I'm a first time listener, I'm trying to figure out
1: <laughs> why is he on here. <laughs> exactly.
0: So cool. So y'all y'all chilled out after that week. Um, man, we. I was in the yard for eight hours over the weekend. Oh, wow. One day, eight hours, mm. yeah. It's a bunch of stuff I needed to do. I've been doing, but the thing about me is, like, once I get going, I'm going. You know what I mean? So we were just out there. Tiff was helping, too. And, um, like, we had a a bunch of trees and stuff to cut down. It's just... You know how you trying to get something how you envision it? So it's just like a Mm -hmm. bunch of stuff I'm changing. But we made some crazy progress. It's starting to look like, you know. I mean, our grass is already, you know, cool. Other than the fact that it's hot in the mug right now. And tell me what you think about this. Like, I always go in between every summer when it get real hot between do I want green grass or do I want a low water bill? Hmm. It's a tough thing, ain't it? So if, if my grass all green, it's like, everybody see that, like, ah, my grass green, uh, grass green. Right. And that water
1: bill comes, is like, uh, I'm a green gun, <laughs> So, So basically, you're saying that sometimes people don't understand the cost that has to be paid. Mm. I like I'm trying that. to redeem myself for the new listeners. <laughs>
0: hey, you try, trying to find a word in it. But look, no, that's right. real, though, because, <laughs> The thing is, like, you know, Michigan, man, our weather is just all over the place for, you know, we got listeners all over the world, thank God. So give y'all a little perspective here, like, you know, some summers you you can have green grass because it ain't that hot. And then we get to some summers like now where it's 89.90 and super humid. Now I'm like, that mud, hey, that grass gonna have to get a little tint to it, bro. <laughs> like we I ain't trying to spend all the bread on the water bill, dude. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Right. Hey, that green grass. I Actually, mean,
1: ironically, as we speak, my uncle is out in my yard <laughs> taking care of some stuff. So I, I just real quick. So, so our house is it, it, we we live between four vacant houses. They tore two of them down, one on each side. But all of the shrubbery on mm. each side literally is attracted to our house. Wow so it's i mean it's it's almost unmanageable i have to really get a grip on it like early you know like march when it's still a little chilly outside yeah. early april cuz once the the leaves bloom on that stuff it's it's, it's impo- you know it's impossible with the tools that i have and my uncle he's a handyman he has his own business and all of that so he has all of the proper tools so he said he wanted to bless me cuz he knew he knows that we're working inside the house on the baby's room okay you stay in and working inside i'm gonna just come over a couple days this week and start knocking out And what he did literally i'm not even exaggerating what he did in like three hours today would have taken me at least three weeks because i didn't have the proper tools Mm. so
0: what i what i want to say to any new listeners out there for anybody who's wondering what it means in the church world when someone says they're going to bless you with something, that means Lavelle isn't paying his uncle. <laughs> Blessings mean free, okay? So, his uncle out there slaving for free.
1: No. I
0: gave him 3 bottles of water though. Hey. That's what's up. That counts. That's about $3 right there, brother. He got paid. That's all. Look, so no no, real talk though. Your your lawn is really a dope opportunity to see that, like, a nice lawn costs something. Like, Mm -hmm. it costs time or money all day long. Green grass, nice trees, no weeds. The the thing that always drives me crazy, I probably said it on the show before one of these years, but it's like, dude, you don't have to water weeds. They just grow. Mm -hmm. If I don't don't water my plants, they going to die real Mm -hmm. quick. Weeds, wow. never watered them, but they just keep growing. Mm. Sometimes negativity, dude, it's just there. Sin is just there. Yeah. You don't got to teach people how to sin. Wow. Um. All right. So I kind of told you that I want to look at, Um. I wanted to bring you on today just to talk through, like, I was reading Proverbs 12, man. And I feel like right now, during this time, it's super important for us to be wise as believers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's important to be wise because I don't know, LaVille, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like sometimes we read the Bible and we say we believe it, but then when it comes down to like having to apply the knowledge, we struggle. And we don't mm-hmm. really believe what the Bible says. Wow. So anyway, I want yeah, to
1: agree. Okay, go ahead. I think, I think, and I think Proverbs is a great book. I mean, we call it the book of wisdom. but Sometimes, like you said, we, we don't want to practically follow the advice there. We'll say all day, oh, Proverbs is the book of wisdom, you know, but it's like, do we apply it? If it really is a book of wisdom. Then we should be applying the principles that are given in it.
0: Exactly. And for anybody out there, it's like, bro, like during these crazy times that we living in right now, and it's just all type of stuff going on. One of the things that I really believe for the believer is that now is the time to be focused. Like, mm-hmm. and when you think about focus if you ever seen somebody focused on something like they have a look in their eyes and you like, man, this person really focused. The reason you're calling them focused is because there are outside distractions taking place. You don't really call it focused when ain't nothing going on for real. So it's like the more, the more outside distractions that are taking place, like the more intense your focus has to be. And I truly believe that the Lord has been having me to be intensely focused on wisdom. So what I want to do, I don't want to read the whole chapter, but I just want to pick and choose. Like I pick one, you pick one We We might only both have three a piece out of this whole chapter, whatever it is, but pick a couple of scriptures that stand out in this chapter. And, you know, let's just, kind of read it and talk about it like you know kind of a um a different kind of bible study I guess you could say you know what I'm saying um yeah so so I'm going to start off bro I'm okay. going to start off with verse 1
1: okay
0: and I'm reading from the new living translation and it says to learn you must love discipline it is stupid to hate correction what you think
1: that's that's just flat out <laughs>
0: Like the it, language yeah. is
1: flat out. So, in a, I mean, literally, it, it, to learn, you must love discipline. Um, we have to be willing to be corrected, and most of us aren't. We get offended easily. Offended, we, you know, we're just not willing to to allow people, or especially God, to correct us because we know everything. But you know, anybody that's that's open to 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 uh learning anything that i think that kind of lets us know that that's a person that really wants to learn if you're really open to learn it then you're going to learn it and then it, it literally just says that it is stupid to hate correction why why would we hate correction when it's literally teaching us and helping us go into the proper way
0: so it's kind of like and i'm just thinking out loud you know to hate correction is stupid when you want to learn, because just the desire to learn literally means in a way that I want to be corrected because to learn something yeah. means to to have new a new way, new information, new direction. It means that I don't currently know it now. So I, I must be open to the fact of changing, which takes discipline. Mm. that's crazy Mm -hmm. okay that's dope like (laughs) as we talk about these i just what i really want to do is like like you said especially with proverbs because it's so straightforward sometimes we think because it's straightforward we don't have to think through it and so i just want to help somebody like think through some of these scriptures so that we don't just say them like cliches and then have no idea of how to actually apply it to our life all right, so what's on you, bro? Different kind of Bible study. What are we doing? Which which verse you got?
1: All right, well, verse four jumped out to me because I'm newly married. You know, I've been married for a little over two years now. So this verse really jumped out to me. A worthy wife is a crown for her husband, but a disgraceful woman is like cancer in his bones. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, I'm going to let you attack that one then, since that one stood out to you.
1: Well, I mean, and again, very straightforward. A worthy wife is a crown for her husband. So uh, a wife that's going to to be there, be supportive, be uh, prayerful, you know, all of those things that we attribute as godly attributes, that type of wife for her husband is a crown literally a crown, you know, when, 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 when we were in, in high school and, and, you know, somebody was crowned the the king and queen of the right. whatever, the prom or whatever, oh, yeah, they wore that crown. And a lot of times they would wear it to church that Sunday. Why? Because they wanted to show it off. They weren't embarrassed by it. So a crown is something that, 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 that people put on to show off. I remember the Burger King crowns. I used to wear those all the time when I was little. My man, you, know, you get that little paper crown, put that thing on, think you a king, doc.
0: You know, your expect, <laughs> your standard was so low. <laughs> wearing a wearing a Burger well, King crown, walking around like I'm the man,
1: bro. What's good? Hey, I I, I wasn't I wasn't the king of the proms, so,
0: right? So I took. But I was
1: the Burger King. <laughs>
0: Hunger and thirst no more.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> No, you know what? No, I feel that. Like, at the end of the day, you know, with a scripture like that, number one, I think, you know, it's nothing wrong with the roles we play as a husband and wife. You know what I mean? And I think in today's world, a woman being a crown for her husband or a helpmeet for that, helpmate, whatever, is it help it's helpmate, right? Help.
1: Uh well it's helpmate.
0: Okay, whatever. Um why did I say whatever? I don't know.
1: But it Dep- depends on which version you talking in. Don. Exactly.
0: Hey, well, I'm sure some version says meat instead of mate, but
1: help me That's meet right.
0: you. Anyway, <laughs> told y'all this is a different kind of Bible study. Um, At the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with the roles God gave us. Like God literally, when he created Adam, I believe he started, Adam started naming the animals before Eve was created. If I'm remembering correctly, don't quote me on that. y'all. Don't don't hurt me. That's that's correct. But then God was like, OK, like you need help. So the, the thing that's dope about a wife to a husband is that the God created the the first man, put him to work. Like originally, I guess it was just going to be him. Right. And then he saw fit a need for you. And so there is nothing for a woman to be ashamed of in the role as a wife, just like there is nothing for a man to be ashamed of as a role, as a husband and father. And as we see in the world today, there are a lot of men that are ashamed of the role that God gave them as a father. So, you know, they, they're not there. And I don't want to like cast that on everybody who's not there. I know everyone has different circumstances, but I've seen with my own eyes that in this world we live in today there's like a disconnect for the desire to be a father
1: mm, yeah so
0: i just wanted to let y'all know that goes both ways when i see that when i see that scripture i see us in our roles and a worthy yeah. wife you know what i mean is that crown that a husband is proud to wear and proud to um protect you know what i mean so yeah, yeah.
1: And I, I let me say this real quick. I, I'll make this real brief, but uh, it don't got to be brief, bro. This. We we in Bible well, study, I, man. I don't want to turn this into a into a marriage counseling session, but uh, oh, you you, know. you brought up you brought up uh, you know Adam, how he was working and he was he was so diligent in working that God had to put him to sleep to even give him his wife. Woo! And literally, man, this is what happened to me, and and you know because you literally were there the entire time, like you've known me for what the last nine,
0: 10 nine years 10 or years. whatever Maybe 10 years and 10 years and about four five months
1: yeah so you know you 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 saw me as a single man you saw me get to the point where it was almost like i was losing hope not now never was in the point where it was like a woe is me type but i just was you, like eh, you might have um,
0: uh, had a couple days
1: or may
0: not you might have had a couple days
1: yeah, you know. You at least on. looked
0: like what was me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it looked that good, bro. Wasn't looking good for a minute. Go ahead.
1: But, you know, because I was always out. I was with you and your wife, Gerard and his wife, Darius and his wife. You know, it was just, I was always that that extra person. I didn't have anybody. So I remember I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I started Kneel Down Productions, my, my production company. I wrote my first play, and I started working diligently. I wasn't thinking about, didn't know woman, nothing like that. I was just focused on meal Down Productions and producing my play. And I did my first play in October of 2015, and then I re- I brought it back in February of 2016. And I remember specifically because it was your birthday weekend, and uh, <laughs> I remember right after we did the play, when the play ended, the very next weekend
0: was when I met my wife. Woo. So you're basically saying that the Lord used my birthday as a trend. Okay, I, I get it. Like God God used my birth you know what? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I, I didn't I never made this connection. So I just want to appreciate you today. You know what I'm saying? I never
1: made I never made it either, brother.
0: <laughs> no, no, I get what you're saying. Like you you kind of started focusing on what God called you to do. And yes. And that was an intentional thing. And sometimes, man, like, I think we delay our own blessings because we're not doing what God called us to do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So it's like we, and what was happening with that, Lavelle, is during the rest of those times, and not saying you were guilty of this, um, I'm sure maybe you were at times, that's for you to say, but like during those times when we are not doing what God called us to do, Sometimes that represents that we are trying to resolve our own issues. Like we're yeah. trying to figure it out on our own and sometimes God just wants you to let go of chasing that desire and chase yeah. him so that he can give you the desires.
1: I I couldn't even say it better than that, brother. Really.
0: All right, cool. So let's go to the next one. I'm going to go all the way down to verse 11. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um this was probably my favorite, no, 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 this one—not my favorite, cause my my very favorite one is in the twenties, and that's the one that led me to start death to laziness. Um, when I had the fashion brand Bellweather fashion, shout out to Bellwether. Um, but let's go verse eleven. This is my second favorite verse in this chapter. Okay, it says a hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies has no sense. Mm. Now, for me, like, I think sometimes as believers, this is a struggle I've had sometimes with um, some of the messages I preach or the way people receive some of the things that I say. Cause some of the mm-hmm. things that I say might sound a little cold or l- too logical, like, um, mm-hmm. make it seem like, yo, you don't have enough faith, you're being too logical. So, like, when you think of something like, a hard worker has plenty of food. That's very much black and white. Like you work hard, you get plenty of food. And a lot of times as believers, we want to tap into super faith mode where we just want to completely ignore everyday logic and make it seem like it's something different. And and I'm not saying that it's never anything different or God doesn't provide, but I just, I like this scripture because it points out, points out that God is still moving in the practical yeah like so that that's still God when you like when A plus B equals C like that's still God and I think sometimes people think when you're being logical you're not being godly Um, but yeah that whole idea a hard worker has plenty of food but then that second part but a person who chases fantasies has no sense now I got this song, "Run from Fame." Uh huh. We've been broke so long, we run from the uh. Wh- hold on, wait a minute. Do I know the song? We've been broke so long, we worship the come up. The things we running from are the, the things we running to are the things we should run from. Chasing these fantasies, feeling stuck in reality. All right, so the whole idea of that song is like, we've been broke so long that we uh-huh. worship the people who come up. Like, so the celebrities of the world, we worship them. The things we run into, that celebrity, are the things we should run from. Because we're looking for that celebrity to give us riches. And so we start doing weird stuff to get attention and to get famous. Um, And then, I, like I said, chasing these fantasies, right? Because we don't really want to work hard. We just want to go viral overnight. We want to blow up, be a star. And we feel like, yo, if I could just become a star overnight, that's going to make me rich. But so reality, chasing these fantasies, feeling stuck in reality, real life, mm. like something like going to work and just working hard and getting a check. Like we're, yeah. we feel stuck there because we chasing a fantasy.
1: Wow. Wow. You know, what really jumped out to me here. What? In this room. It, it says a hard worker has plenty of food, but, a, but it, it didn't say, but a person who chases fantasies has no food. Man. It says he had no
0: sense. sense.
1: That, Like literally you work hard, you get food, which, which is of course is a representation of your substance, your, your substance rather, you know, you being able to provide for yourself. But if you're just chasing fantasies, not only are you not going to get the things that you need to survive, you have no sense.
0: And that, and look, that seems harsh, right? Like, we sometimes we're so sensitive in today's society that we can't receive what well, where did this start off discipline like yeah. correction you got to love that in order to learn you have to want to be corrected like and correction comes through the word of god that's why we're having this type of bible study where we could just talk and think through this whole thing so you might be you know like um thinking that thinking that the way you want to do it and chasing these fantasies and all this stuff. And you just stuck on that because maybe, and it might be because you heard another preacher who was preaching out of the context, out of the word of God, tell you to do it. But we gotta, we gotta be willing to learn the word for ourselves. And actually we are accountable and responsible for for that. You have to learn the word. You can't just run with everything. But like you said, didn't say he don't have no food. It mean you don't have no sense, right? That's deep. All right, it's wow. on you. It is. Well,
1: all right, so um, you know what? I, I, I was I was gonna skip over this because I already know you gonna laugh at me, call me crazy, but it's it's here, it's in the words. So okay. you ain't laughing at me, God. You're laughing at the Holy Ghost. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Verse um, ten, I thought was really really interesting. The godly care for their animals. But the wicked are always cruel. Now I'm gonna Cat tell you lover. why that verse jumps out to me. Right, right. We have we have pet cats. I've always had dogs, now we got cats. And I've always loved my animals. I love I love my pets hard. Like when they die, I cry, like cry, cry, like you know. So it's you know, it's it's really hard. So I've always really loved them hard. But what what made this verse jump out to me was actually partially because of you. You're getting a little bit of credit today.
0: Oh, praise God. Um, this I like where this is going.
1: But, um, there, you and your, your family, your wife and, and your, your mom and your siblings went to the auction encounter. Yeah. And you told us about it and I knew I had to go. And you even said, you know, you actually told me in advance, make sure you go at least two days. Yep. Cause you know, you know, I like to read everything. I'm not just going to walk through the exhibit. I'm a, you know, and we did. We we uh, we did two days at the Creation Museum and then two two days at the uh, Ark Encounter. So the Ark Encounter, just for anybody who doesn't know, they built a life-size replica of Noah's Ark. And you all can go back and listen to Jay Will's previous episode on Noah's Ark, which was excellent. The Ark teaching. versus
0: the Titanic. That's the name of
1: it. Yeah, you all will love that episode. It's really really powerful. But to see the Ark was just amazing. But they had this scripture posted in like the little zoo area, they had like a little zoo area we went to, and they had the scripture posted there as, as well as some other scriptures, and it really jumped out to me how God cares about everything he created. Like it's not just, like it wasn't just us, yes, I believe we were the, the, the crown of his, of his creation when he created man, but that doesn't, that doesn't neglect everything that God created. And as you bring out in that episode, God is very meticulous. He's very—he he pays attention to details. Details are very, very important to God, all the way down, to taking care of your pet. And I think yeah. that really jumped out to me. And I—I I, I know that's kind of crazy, but it's you know, not. It's not. It's—it's
0: it's not crazy. Cause look, all right, you brought up the ark, and—and and for real, for real, man, that ark encounter. I would advise anyone. Um, who really wants to learn about the Ark from a biblical uh, perspective, right? I know it's a Bible story, but sometimes we don't really learn the details, man. The Ark encounter is amazing. Because number one, you could go in there and kind of see how they were living. Um, you get it, yeah. and it's made, it's an exact replica. Like, the size, that thing is huge. You Like, you just, walking through it, it's this feeling like, man, my mom was like, she was like, man, like, My mama, I want to, she was like praying and stuff. Like we were walking up to the gates and she just started praying and stuff because it really (laughs) was a real moment. Like, so, but one of the things, right. To the point you making, you got to see how they cared for the animals and how they like the animals had living arrangements. So when you talk about caring for your animals and how God cares about that, we always see the, the image of Noah, the animals coming two by two up to the ark. But walking mm-hmm. through that ark, you could see they wasn't just thrown in there, right? They just wasn't in there right. living any type of way. They were literally, right. literally taking care of those animals. Then I think about, I think is, again, don't quote me on this. Um, Matthew chapter six, I believe, talks about how we shouldn't worry about what we're going to eat or drink or wear tomorrow. And it's like, if mm-hmm. God cares about the sparrow, Um, basically what, and I'm paraphrasing what makes you think he doesn't care about you. I believe that's in Matthew chapter six, but even that, right. If God cares for the sparrow, um, and I'm not a hundred percent sure if care is the word that's used, but, um, like if, if he's thinking of them, what makes us think he's not thinking of us. So the last thing I'll say is that right there, the reason that scripture should make us excited is because if God cares about even the animals being cared for, then imagine how much more he cares about us. Amen. All right. So that's on me now. That was a good one. I'm going to verse 16. Okay. It says, a fool is quick tempered,
1: Mm. but
0: a wise person stays calm when insulted. So this stuck out to me because I can be quick tempered. And You know, like, you ever get that feeling, you know, you might not have a temper like I do, you know? I'ma say I did. I'm be like, them people don't say it. I'm I'm working through. (laughs) But like, you know, there's been times like that I can go from zero to a hundred. Like that's that's just reality, you know. I'm I'm sorry, I'm human. And I it's like in my mind, right? And I'm saying this because Lavelle, I have justified so many times in my life. This is where the logic in me sometimes could be a negative things because in the past I'm noticing I would justify things based on what happened to me. And my thing is like, Mm -hmm. Hey, if I'm a nice guy, we having a good day, I'm not harming you. I'm being cool. And then you do something completely left field. To me, it used to feel justified just to snap. Like, yo, you, it's your fault. I could snap on you. Um, the Bible calls that caused me a fool in that instance. And what really stuck out to me is this. I've been
1: calling, I've been calling you that for years.
0: But you didn't have a scripture to back it up, though. <laughs> <laughs> look, you gonna you gonna insult me? You are gonna correct me? You come with scripture, brother. Um, <laughs> but it says on the second part, this is what stood out to me. But a wise person stays calm. Now that, like that part, seems normal, right? A wise person stay, stays stays uh, stays calm. But it specifically mm-hmm. says when insulted. That's wow. why the scripture stuck out to me. Because for a person like me who would justify, you know, losing my temperature if if you insult me, right? That feels, hey, I mean, makes sense to me in my flesh, but we're talking about being corrected. We're talking about being wise. And so I have to be mindful that even when you are insulted, you are a fool to respond with a quick temper.
1: Wow. You know it's funny. You 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 uh, you you said when when I when I lose my temperature. You didn't is that, even know is that was what speaking. I said, brother. You don't even know you were speaking prophetically, Doc, because the word temper is taken from the word temperature. Come on, somebody. Woo-wee. Come on, we we want to be at that perfect temperature in your house. In the winter, you want your heat set at the right so you at the perfect temperature. In the summer, you want your A.C. set at the perfect temperature. So when you lose, so when you your... lose your temper, yeah. you literally blow the gauge off of your temperature.
0: You got the heat on in the summertime. Woo! Now, we all know ain't nobody trying to sit and this 90 degrees outside and 100 degrees in your house. Like, That's right. You... Like, look, you would be to hurt somebody. So what typically happens, man, that's a good... Hey, I didn't even know I said that, but um, clearly it was a mistake. But what happens is the when it's cold outside, like, so when something happens outside of you, you don't react with cold. You actually adjust your temperature to even the cold out. Yeah. So it's like... That's what it means when you're staying calm when the outside influence is insult. Because to insult that, okay, let's call that hot. All right, when it get hot mm-hmm. outside, staying calm is you saying, all right, let me turn my AC on because I see that it's hot out there. And, and mm-hmm. I know if I go hot and that's hot, then we gonna, somebody going to get hurt. Yeah.
1: Man, it's so funny, man. You're, you're late on, Sister April Gal. Yeah, yeah. Was a member of, of my church. A-T-B-S. And she told us the, she told us the story one time, man. She said it was summertime and she was in her apartment and she said she could not understand why she kept sweating. Mm. And it turns out your cousin Lori had messed with the thermometer and turned it up to like a hundred degrees wow it's hot outside but it was like a hundred degrees inside the house because your cousin messed with the thermostat she was a little girl at the time and i just that story was so funny to me doesn't surprise me literally jumped out when we read the scripture
0: doesn't surprise me Lori was bad we all know Lori was bad and she probably (laughs) deserved a whooping after that and i probably watched her Nah, Lori is my girl, man. That's me, my cousin. We nine days apart, and you know how it is. You grow up with your cousins, always around your cousins. Lori was definitely one of those favorite cousins because we were just so close in age, and you know, right. grew up together. Like, you know, I I literally have seen Auntie Peach whoop her before, um, and Good and right. had to go into prayer for her while she was getting whooped. I know y'all can't whoop kids no more, um, but uh, you know, back in you know back in the '90s, we was still. We're still getting uh, late 80s, early 90s. We're still getting whoopings, man. So, That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. So my, my so next you.
1: verse is actually a couple verses down from yours, verse 18. And I picked this for a reason. I'm going to read it. It says, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Mm. And the re- the reason that jumped out to me more specifically today, like, literally while we were going over this, is because you started off by saying some people think, you know, that you could be too harsh, right? So I picked this on purpose because there's a difference between telling somebody something in love, even though it's correcting them, than just making cutting remarks or using your tongue as a sword. There is a difference there. And then I like the second half, but the words of the wise Bring healing. And I thought about, you know, when you cut yourself, if you put alcohol on that cut, it's going to hurt, but it's also going to bring healing.
0: I love that. Versus just pouring something on it that only you pour hot sauce on it, it's just going to (laughs) hurt. And it's like, (laughs) it has no, you know why? Because hot sauce has no purpose on a wound. But Mm. alcohol can, in some instances. I don't want to get nobody, I'm not a physician. (laughs) Hey, I got a wound. Let me put, and put some alcohol on it. Um I, I broke my arm. I just put right. alcohol on it. <laughs> we put a band-aid on this broken finger. Um, <laughs> no, to that point, when there's a purpose behind something, it may sting a little bit. And that is something, man, like that I'm I'm still working through it. I'm just being transparent, like, because I'll see people I love that are struggling in an area that I either have experience with or have seen through the workings of the Bible and I kind of know the answers today to that test. And mm-hmm. it's hard when you know what someone should do and you love them and they don't want to hear the truth so they keep trying this certain way that you know is not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's just tough to do. It's it's tough to watch because at the end of the day for me like I okay, I'll use finances as an example and I'm planning to do a financial episode coming up sometime in July. That's my goal. Oh, right. um, okay. Um maybe what well, yeah, July. July starts in a this this show, I think. It's July one. Okay, whatever. So we in July.
1: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: So I want to do a financial show because finances are important to me, not because I love money, but because I've literally I've literally experienced being dead broke like I know what that looks like I'm I'm a professional broke person right and then by the grace of God me and my wife were able to make some some changes some very specific changes and I've I've seen how that I've worked through that process of being broke and then no longer being broke and so when I see people who can change their situation it, like when when I'm seeing like oh you're broke by choice like I was that's choice broke It's challenging when they don't want to hear you correct them and they take Mm -hmm. offense to the correction because they're taking it personal when you're really just trying to help them get to what they say they want. And, you know, like, yo, the longer you keep doing that, the longer you're going to be broke.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. So anyway, pour some alcohol on your wallet. (laughs) Wow. All All right, I guess it's on me. Um yes sir. All right, we almost done. We only got a couple more. So I'll do this one and I'll let you, we'll, we'll see where you go and see if I do another one or not. I'm going to go okay. to 24. This is this is one of my favorite scriptures verses in the Bible. Um this mm-hmm. verse right here literally changed my life. A lot of what I talk about now what what really got me on the path of um, you know, financially and being more responsible, getting my credit together. It was literally this verse because, you know, back in 2012 or 2014, when I was reading through the word, like when I really start intently reading through the word of God, this scripture was one of the ones that stuck out to me. And it was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And it says, work hard and become a leader, be lazy and become a slave. Now let me say this for people because especially in these heightened racial times right now, like words like slave, you know people oh that's why the Bible didn't no 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 no, that's not what it's talking about <laughs> um, what this scripture is specifically talking about when you look at the word and what it was translated from in this instance, what it's talking about being a slave, the the word used, I believe in King James is tribute and a tribute is like a recurring payment. So think of a mortgage or a car payment, right? And so what they're saying is when you're lazy, you become a slave to a system. Like work hard and become a leader, like take charge. But when you're lazy, you're going to always owe tribute to someone else, right? Now, that's the word of God. So for me, when I read this scripture, I had to literally look at myself and say, Okay, re- replace tribute with poverty, right? Because we're talking about recurring payments. Like when you're, mm-hmm. when you're in poverty, you got these high interest rates, high debt, you can never get ahead, check the check. That's slavery, right? We don't right. want to call it that because it's not the shackles in the chains. But poverty, um, so especially uh, self-inflicted poverty when you have a choice, right? I don't want anybody to take this as an attack to like, oh, you don't have money, so this means I'm calling you a slave. That's not what I'm saying. For me specifically, right? right, I was living check to check. Me and my wife were living check to check. And I actually was, at the time, making decent money. And like, so it wasn't that I I didn't have money. This is why I'm saying It's it's slavery by choice. It was like, all right, I got some money, but I keep doing the wrong thing with my money. And I was neglecting to pay certain bills. So it's like, those are choices. I can't blame someone for that. So again, I had to change my frame of thinking that this is literally the scripture that birthed the phrase, death to laziness. And um, I started it as a Twitter hashtag, turned it into a design for my fashion company and something that I still say to this day. Even have a song called Death to Laziness.
1: Yeah, and a music video on YouTube.
0: Yeah, death to laziness. Yeah. So what you think about that, man? (laughs) Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave.
1: You know, my wife and I um, are in the process of getting out of debt. We are very, very close, thank God. Um, and we were actually studying the other day because like you, about I'm going to be doing an episode on finance coming up on quarantine with Lavelle. So I've been kind of studying it and we, we found out a very alarming figure. We found out that 80% 80 not 8 80 mm. 80% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Yep. You will not you don't know when I found that out. We were studying uh yesterday actually. When I found that out, I literally got tears in my eyes. Man. It hurt my feelings. 80% That means if I have 10 friends, 8 of them are living paycheck to paycheck, yeah, and there's a, there's another proverb that says that the, uh, the 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 borrower is slave to the lender, yeah. And, and a lot of times we'll literally just grab a credit card, and that's our way out. But it's literally enslaving us. And I can speak on credit card debt. I had a lot of credit card debt. I had more credit card debt, and most people make in a year man. So I, I was literally a slave to Visa, MasterCard, American yep. Express, you name it. I was literally their slave. And it got to the point, Jermaine, where my, my, um, my monthly payments on one of those cards was between six and $700 a month. Man. And maybe, one hundred dollars of that was going toward the principal. That's there crazy. There was literally my great grandkids would have been still paying on that card.
0: Woo! Hold on, hold on, hold on! I don't want you to go past that because okay. we gotta, we gotta learn. We gotta really. This is why I love the Bible. Like we pick and choose which parts of the Bible we want to continue to preach and we want to believe. And a lot of times yeah. we overlook the practical stuff. Like we want to go to hmm. the miracles. Jesus walked on water, uh, gave eyesight to the blind. We all need miracles. Thank God for Jesus. Right. But just like that's the word of God, what we're talking about now, right. Um, I believe it's in Ecclesiastes where it says a good man leaves an inheritance for his family, his children and his children's children. That's the word of God. And so what you're talking about right there, you were positioning yourself to leave debt to your family and the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance and why is that important the reason it's important to me is because I realized when I started thinking about the legacy of my bloodline it caused me to become less selfish see some of us live paycheck to paycheck because we're selfish because what we're saying is this is all mine and you got to. Wow. You can't you can't spend it when you're gone. So since it's all mine and I want every pair of J's and I want every latest iPhone and I want an 80 inch flat screen TV and whatever else. I'm mm-hmm. going to get these things even when they don't make sense. Not saying those things are wrong to get. But when you're getting them and you literally cannot afford them or this idea in your mind of afford is I have zero dollars in my savings account or not enough in my savings account to get by more than a month. But I'm still buying things at a high rate. You're literally being selfish. I'm talking about me. I was being selfish at that time. When you start thinking about leaving an inheritance, it causes you to stop thinking about you and start thinking about people who will be alive when you're dead. So imagine trying to manage your money, not to just spin it all up, Cause you can't spend it when you're gone, but to put people in your bloodline that you may never meet in a better position.
1: Mm, wow. And and that's what it means by becoming a leader.
0: Yes. We lead
1: by example. Woo. And my kids, who I, you know, my, we, we we're we we're expecting our firstborn son. Uh, when little Emmanuel Lavelle sees his father working hard then he's going to want to emulate that.
0: But yeah. if he sees his
1: daddy being lazy, not wanting to do anything, there's a possibility he could emulate that. So we have to be leader, and that's what work hard, and you become a leader.
0: You lead. That's and literally what it means. That, that's a great way to put it. And on, on top of that, for anyone out there who's like, man, I come from nothing, though, y'all I don't understand. Look, I do understand. I came from nothing. Sometimes you have to be willing to be the one like, Mm -hmm. and I'm one of them people, man, I get it. We all have circumstances in our life and I'm definitely um, aware. And I have sympathy and empathy for people who have gone through tragic things or man, some people's stories are just crazy. That's why I have people on this show to tell their stories to inspire us. But even the people I have on this show, Every person I have brought on has made a conscious decision to still have faith, to still right. have hope, to still work hard, no matter what their circumstance is, in wheelchairs, sick, um, diseases, whatever it may be. And what I'm saying is that prison, right? You yeah. can decide. Don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't decide to change your life. Amen. All right. It's on me. It's gonna be. Go ahead.
1: Well, that that was that was yours, brother. It's on me now.
0: Oh man, you know what? Thunder. I'm preaching so good. I'm like, I, just, <laughs> I forgot you was even here, man. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> well,
1: I, actually, and and I thought this was really ironic because a lot of times when we read proverbs, we they they may not always seem connected. It may just seem like random thoughts that yeah. Solomon was writing down. But this next verse literally leads into what you just said, which is verse 25. Worry weighs a person down an encouraging word cheers a person up. So you literally just said, and I believe it was prophetic brother, that no matter what Amen. anyone out there is listening, what doesn't matter what you're going through, you can come out of it. Amen. But if you're, if all you're doing is worrying about it, but you're not doing anything about it, that's going to weigh you down, and it's going wow. to get harder and harder. When I was a kid, one of my favorite movies was The Never Ending Story. And there was a part in The Never Ending Story. I'm, I, know I'm, I know I'm old. Y'all don't know what that is. <laughs> but go look it up. What that? <laughs> well, when y'all look it up, y'all ain't going to watch it because the special effects was horrible. But anyway, um, it right. was back in the 80s. But there was a part in there where he was going through, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was some swamp, the Swamp of Despair or something like that.
0: Sounds and encouraging.
1: His, right. His horse dropped, you know, got sucked down in it, and, and he started getting a lot of despair, and he started getting sucked down into it. But it was because the, the worry, where he was worried about his big mission that he had to go on, he couldn't do it. He was getting worried and weighed down, and the swamp was pulling him on down. But then somebody came and pulled him out. But I'm here to tell somebody today that that worry, if you're worrying about what you're going through, now I'm not saying don't be concerned about it. I think concern is good. You should be concerned about any state that you're in. That's what's going to help you to want to get out of it. But if you're worrying about it, then that's what's going to weigh you down. You already got enough on you, my brother. You already got enough on you, my sister. Stop letting worry weigh you down. An encouraging word cheers a person up. And where can you get encouraging words? From the word of God. A man of God once told me, you know, it's 31 chapters in Proverbs. Read one every day. So starting on July the 1st, read Proverbs chapter 1. July 2nd, read Proverbs chapter 2. Just go ahead and read a chapter of Proverbs every day. These are encouraging words, and these are what's going to cheer you up instead of weighing you down.
0: And that's literally what I'm doing. I don't know if I told you that. That's lit. That's what I'm doing right now, reading a chapter yeah. a day. I actually got behind on the weekend, so I had to read eleven and twelve today. That's how we got mm-hmm. to this being on the show, brother. Reading one one chapter a day. Um, so you might be a prophet, maybe. Um, kind of sorta. Um, no. W- what you're saying, though, now think about that. Like to your point, even what I said earlier about Matthew six, and you know we're talking about. You know, the Bible saying, don't worry about what you're going to eat or where tomorrow. There are so many scriptures that point out the the need for us to cast our cares upon the Lord. Yeah. And my thing is, when we're worrying, what we're saying is, no, no, God, that's my burden. I'm going to carry it. Like, I don't trust you to carry it. So I'm going to carry it in worry because because think about this, right? If you let's say if you ask what's something you can ask me that I'll be dependable on, you know, because I don't know. You can't ask me for much. I don't like you. All right. So let's say if you ask me like, yo, um, oh, we just we did. I, I came on your show recently, Quarantine with Lavelle, and we it was four of us, Elder Mike and Pastor Ron, right? Yes. And we talked, you you had this atheist statement that you wanted to walk through. And when you hit me up, you booked me a couple of weeks in advance, maybe a month. Sure. I don't know how, how long ago, how long in advance you booked me. When you booked mm-hmm. me, it was in my calendar, right? Mm-hmm. And now I don't know. I don't know how you're going to answer this because you might be a worrier. When you booked me, especially because it was a specific task, were you comfortable that I was going to be ready or were you worried that I wasn't?
1: Honestly, I had no doubt in my mind that you were going to cause the show to be a disaster. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, seriously. I, I literally had no doubt in my mind uh, that you were not going to be ready. I knew you were going to be, ready. I knew it. Like there was no, not, but I, and honestly, I can't say that for every guest I've had on the show.
0: Right. And that's, and look, this is my point, right? You, you have a certain relationship with me. You, you know that if you ask me to do something and I say, yeah, I'm gonna be there. The other thing about me is like, I'm not a person that's always necessarily easy to get to say yeah, because Uh I try to be honest and it's like, yo, if I'm traveling or I got work, I don't want to say yeah to people. And then that day coming, you know how people do like, oh, man, my job. So it's like I, I'll tell people up front, like, oh, give me, let me tell you, yeah, two weeks in advance. Like, I don't know. But my point is, once I told you, yeah, you have a, a history with me where you had no doubt, right? Now, imagine That's this. Correct. I'm a flawed human being. And you are here hmm. trusting me with something 100%. So hmm. why would you not trust God when he has a proven track record? So it's the same way when when you're depending on God for something. Because, Lavelle, if you were worried, think about this. Had you been worried about whether or not I was going to come on the show and really be prepared, that would have been telling me, had you told me you were worried, that would have made me feel like he has no faith in me. Mm. Wow. That's how we are with God sometimes. All right. (laughs) All right, so... This is my last one. Um, I'll leave it up to you whether or not you have another one or not. I'll give you the last words regardless. Um, Look, man, it's a different type of Bible study. You know what I'm saying? We just was just flowing with it. Verse 27. Now back to the laziness, right? Um, Hmm. It says, lazy people don't even cook the game they catch, but the diligent make use of everything they find. Imagine this. Imagine you go out fishing and you're hungry, and you catch five fish, right? Mm-hmm. You're hungry, but you don't cook them, just simply because you're lazy. So now you're still hungry, but the scripture is like, you, you have something in your hands, but because you don't want to finish and cook it and go the extra mile, you remain hungry. What I like about this, it says the diligent make use of everything they find. Now, here's what I want y'all to hear me loud and clear. I am a person that literally believes that this is how we should live our lives. I literally believe that, you know, regardless of how much money I have, like I said, I've been broke before. I've had nothing. Look, there was a time I tell you all all the time I rapped about it. There was a car that I had. Uh, maybe 10, 11 years ago. I don't remember what year it was. It wasn't too far ago. Me and my wife had a car that flooded when it rained. Now, I should say I had a car because her car was a little better than mine. But I always take the worst car. You know, I've been like that. I mean, I haven't had to do that in a while um, just because I haven't had a car in a while. But I always take the worst car, you know, when I I was buying cars. You know what I'm saying? Um, So thank God for the company cars. Um, which isn't always my first choice of a car that I would pick to drive. But it's the green grass without the water bill.
1: All right. So mm.
0: here's See, the thing. That's
1: the, that's the diligent, making use of everything they find.
0: Okay. Now, seriously, right? Because my mm-hmm. thing was when I, I first started getting company cars in 2012-ish. And I'm like, okay. yo, if I'm going to get a company car, like, why would I go buy a car? That doesn't make sense to me. Like the mm-hmm. car, like the car is maintained. So lease you get a new one every however many years. Like, why would I go buy a car just simply because it's like, oh, I don't want to ride in this because this ain't my vibe. My thing is we could call that out a sacrifice It's really a blessing. But if you want to call it a sacrifice, like you said, the diligent make use. Now, I could be selfish and say, ah, I'm going to spend this extra money because I want a certain type of whip. I want a Jermaine car. That's actually a term that I use, a Jermaine car, because I got certain cars (laughs) I like that match my vibe. But to the point of that, that wasn't even where I was going. But thank God for you, the diligent make use of everything they find. I believe that's how we should be living our lives, Lavelle. We should be looking at the things that are in our hand and saying, did I cook the fish that I caught? Oh, I caught the company car. That's a blessing. Let me cook that. Mm -hmm. There we go. What you think?
1: Man, I, uh, okay. So what what I thought about was, uh, well, two two scriptures. Ruth, Ruth Ruth chapter two, um, Boaz sent her out into the field to gather up the fragment. Yeah. But somewhere around the 16th or 17th verse, it says that she beat out the little bit that she had and it filled up an entire basket.
0: That's crazy. Now, what
1: she was supposed to get was not supposed to fill up an entire basket, but because she she worked so uh, diligently at it, she ended up making it into a full, full basket. So that's what I thought about when when it said a, the diligent make use of everything they find, and then on the first half of that verse, I literally thought about. I, I, we ain't gonna get too theologically deep right here, but. I thought about um, uh, Jacob and Esau. The Bible says that Esau was a hunter. And he went out and he hunted this one particular day. And he came home with 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 the food that, that he had caught. But he didn't want to cook it. So his brother had cooked. And that was when he sold his birthright. To get that bowl of porridge or soup. Literally from his brother. Even though he had the food. Didn't, didn't want to want cook. To cook. It. Didn't want to
0: finish the job. And so here's the thing. Like you talk about Ruth. I mean, even in a situation of selling his birthright. Can you be mad at the person that's blessed because they finished the job that you didn't want to finish? Can you be mad mm-hmm. at Ruth for being blessed? Because that's what we do a lot of times, right? The Bible says. And what was it? Verse 12 up there? Or was that? No, we in chapter 12. That verse 24 that said. Which one said work hard and become a leader or be lazy, become a slave? Whatever one that was. We just yep. read it.
1: 24. All
0: yep. right. So what we'll do is we will become, be lazy and become the slave and be jealous of the leader who worked hard. Mm. This is why, like, it's a choice. Which one do you want to be? Because when I read these scriptures, it's what I'm gathering from it is that I can be lazy or I can be diligent, that's something that I literally control. Mm. And the diligent are not concerned with, oh, well, I work, like I'm diligent and I don't make as much as Lavelle. No, it says you making use of everything you have or you find. So it doesn't mean you got to find a lot to make use of it. Because some of us, the reason we're lazy is we keep making excuses. Oh, well, I'll, I'll work harder when I make this much. Or when I'm the manager, mm-hmm. then I'll start caring. No, the mm-hmm. diligent make use of everything. Yeah. Amen. Put a diligent person in a lower position and watch them climb their way to the top. And the people who started at the middle or the top or wherever it may be, when that diligent person goes beyond them, then they'd be, oh, she thinks he's on that. Oh, man, he <laughs> fake, dude. You know, I'm telling you, bro. Like, no, he not fake. He worked hard. Now I'm not saying that's all. I'm not. I'm not trying to get people to see, oh, the person who goes further is blessed. The person with the most money is automatically blessed. It's not about the amount. It's simple to similar to the parable of the talents. It's about what you do with what you have. You don't have to have a lot. That's it. It's on you, man. Wow. I'm gonna give you the last word, brother.
1: All right. I'll um I'll go ahead and finish it out in in uh the last verse, twenty eight. The way of the godly leads to life. That path does not lead to death. I thought that was a fitting way to wrap up this chapter because, you know, a lot of times we'll go through hardships or trials or tribulations, and we literally think that that's the end. But that's not the end. The Bible says that the way of the godly leads to life. There's a path we have to go on. There are some things, you know, nowhere in the Bible does it promise us that we're not going to have rough times. As a matter of fact, Jesus promised us that we're going to have rough times. He said, in the world, you will have tribulation. You know, so there are things that we are going to go through, things that we have to go through, but it's it's leading us on this path to life. And, of course, I thought about Joseph, how he had to go through what he went through for. I don't know how many. Was it twenty years or something like that? Fourteen. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, it, so, it was about it was a lot twenty of years, years. About twenty years.
1: Through. Yeah, through what he what he had to go through, but it was to get to an expected end. And when his brothers, who sold him into slavery in the first place, who kicked off this 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 horrible chain of events, when he ended up seeing them twenty years later, they didn't even know who he was. Because he literally went from the bottom to the top. He was number two in Egypt. And he told them what you meant for evil, God worked it out for good. So the way of the godly leads to life. You're not at the end of your struggle, my brother. You're you're not at the end of that struggle, my sister. You're still in it. You're still here. Go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. Uh, The young lady uh, that you interviewed with uh, alopecia. Uh, Vince Brutley, who was in a, a car accident and, and is, is you know paralyzed, um, your cousin who was in prison for so many years, these people may have thought while they were in the middle of what they were going through that it was not going to be an expected end, but they kept pressing because the way of the godly leads to life. That path does not lead to death. In the end, God is going to get the glory if you just hold on. Uh, my late pastor used to tell us the story down south. I don't know if anybody ever been down south back in the, in the you know, 70s or 60s or whatever. under they, Their houses would sit up on bricks, so kids would play under the house. But somehow everything in the world ends up under the house, broken glass, dead cats, whatever, <laughs> all that stuff ends, ends up under the house. And he said he got uh, stuck under the house. So they threw him a rope, and they, they were pulling him out. And as they were pulling him out, he was getting cut by the broken glass, the rocks. He was getting scratched up and dirty. But they told him, if you can stand the pull, we will pull you out. And he kept holding on. They kept pulling. He kept getting scratched up. But eventually, he came out. Now, when he came out, was he thinking about the cut on his leg or the dirt on his shirt? No. He was like, thank God I am free. I made it out. Now, yes, of course, later he goes to tend to those wounds. But... And while he was going through it, until he got out, then he was free. So I just want to encourage somebody that the way of the godly, if we live godly, not I didn't say perfectly, just live godly, meaning living according to these precepts that we're reading here in Proverbs and throughout the rest of the word. If we live godly lives, that is going to lead to death. And the Bible says that that path will not lead to death.
0: Is going to lead to life, and it will not to lead life. to death. Um, life, yes, very, very great story about can you stand the pull? Because, mm-hmm. and that that is a choice. <laughs> like he could have given up. I, what what mm-hmm. I really want people to know, man, is that we have a choice to decide to believe and accept and follow this word of God, or follow the ways of the world and you know one of them one of those verses talked about um it was one of the ones you chose I think about um wisdom cheering you up or something like that I, f- I forget which one it was mm-hmm. uh let me let me look cause I don't wanna I don't wanna mess up something we just read but but there's a reason I'm calling <laughs> this one out um let's see let's see where was it at uh I'm oh yeah yeah through. 18 some people make cutting remarks but the words of the wise bring healing Amen If there was any reason um why I wanted to talk about this on this episode this was the reason I feel like there are a lot of cutting remarks out there right now um mm. a lot being said on every side we're living in the midst of race wars and all type of things. But, you know, I really wanted to bring some healing, number one. Um, And then I also wanted to bring some joy. And I want to say there was another um verse that talked about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. one? No, 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 that's not it. Hold on. Hold on. I told y'all it's a different type of Bible study. We just. Where's the verse? There was a verse that talked about joy. Am I tripping? Did we not read something that talked about joy? I think we did.
1: I'm trying to find it.
0: Man, I I don't know. Maybe we didn't. Maybe I'm just making this up. Um,
1: that brother got joy down in his soul.
0: <laughs> so deep in my soul. I'm just literally can't. Like, I don't know why I thought. I don't know why I thought I read something that says something about joy. 14 says, wise words bring many benefits and hard work brings rewards. Um, mm-hmm. Man, maybe I'm tripping. Like, maybe that was it. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Um, I think, I guess the point that I'm making, though, is at the end of the day, like, oh, here we go. 25. I knew I wasn't tripping. <laughs> Worry weighs a person down. You read this one. An encouraging <laughs> word cheer, cheers a person up. Um, that's the one I was looking for actually. Okay. Like there's so much to worry about right now. And so many that are so many people are trying to pressure you to worry. There's so much tension and emotion that's going on in the world. And I'm not saying that some of it isn't real, but I believe a lot of it is just made up and it's a choice to live like that. And what I, what I really wanted to do today was give an encouraging word to cheer the people of God up because what I'm not going to do with this show, man, and I, I don't know if I really was thinking or planning to, to say this on today's show, but since it's the end, maybe everybody won't listen to the end. Um, but during this time, this pandemic and all the race wars and things like this show is not, it never was intended to be a reactive show. We are proactively living for God. What that means is that something sometimes things in the world will, will happen and we will address them. Like I addressed this race stuff but I won't necessarily live there the whole time because that's not what God has called me to do with this, with this show. Now, again, I may address some things, maybe address them more than once sometimes, but I want you to know that inspire God's People is a place of proactive godliness. It is not a place just because the rest of the world is living in tension and anger and fear. It does not mean that we're worried. Like I'm not living like the rest of the world. So Hopefully, just maybe even the the fact that we are not following the trends of the world, we're not always going to be talking about what everyone's talking about. But I'm praying and asking God, just like I said before, if you go back and listen to all our episodes, I listened to episode 38, I think it was the other day. It was called I'm Going to Chicago. And I'm like, man, this is like, it's certain things we were talking about, man, just before it became trendy. So I advise everybody to go check out the episode entitled I'm Going to Chicago. And Lavelle, I really will give you the last words this time and get us up out of here, my man.
1: So, uh, I don't know if it was last week or week before when you had your brother Darius on. But uh Two I encourage people to go back to listen to that episode because I was I was trying to make a point and I, I ended up saying something. I I I said this this has been a rough year so far. Yeah. You know, I was talking about, you know, Kobe Bryant dying in January, then COVID hitting in March and in the race thing, all of this stuff happening. But you and your brother double teamed me yes. and corrected me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Sure did. And you needed because, to learn.
1: You know what? But I was looking at it from the standpoint of the world. Yeah. But as you brought to my attention, and, and again, this is not taken away from anything that anyone went through. My wife had covid nineteen and I think I talked about that on the show, so she actually had the coronavirus while she was pregnant so yeah. it was it got a little scary there for a minute. um We have some loved ones that passed away you know from covid nineteen so but when when you brought that to my attention, I, I literally sat back and started thinking how so far we we're halfway through this year now and for me, for me, it has not been a horrible year. there has been some horrible situations that happened, but it's been a great year. This is the year that I celebrated my two-year wedding anniversary. I started my own uh, internet, Facebook Live sh- weekly show, um, found out that my wife and I are having our first child, you know, and the child will be born this year. So. 20 years from now, when we're looking back, I'm not going to look back at 2020 as the year COVID hit. I'm going to look back at 2020 as the year Emmanuel was born. So One of the greatest years of your life. Absolutely. And it's only halfway done. And you brought up the fact, you was like, you don't know what the rest of this year is going to hold. But we're we're holding on, looking at the year and judging the year by, by what's happened so far. That's why the very first episode of this year was called happy new day, right? Live day by day. Why? Because this last verse of Proverbs chapter 12 says the way of the godly leads to life. And then the Bible says that that path does not lead to death. God is going to bring an expected end out of what we're going through.
0: And and I'm going to say this, man, you never going to get the last word dealing with me. We already know that (laughs) I'm going to keep saying it though. Um, I was thinking today, man, it's crazy how just like you, it's crazy how when you want to say that something is good or that God has blessed you, you have to give all these disclaimers and be careful Mm -hmm. not to offend people who may have had a rough year so far. Right. We know that that's possible. But I was like, why is it that when people are having a rough year, they don't have to apologize to the people who are having a great year? Because their rough year, their news might be ruining. You know, it's like it's just interesting psychologically to me. Like I don't know why we do that, but it's like, man, I don't know. I'm tired of apologizing for for greatness. I'm tired of having to apologize for God blessing me. Look, it, the Bible says, "Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn." So what we what yeah. we all should be doing at the end of the day is being mindful as people share things with us good or bad and 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 meeting them halfway with that but also if it's been a rough year for you that's understandable no like you don't have to feel bad but don't take it as personally offensive when someone else is sharing their blessings and they're saying hey i i know that the world it doesn't mean that they don't care that the world is in shambles it literally remember we can't i'm not god i can't carry the burdens of the world just like when you have a good day All of us have had a good day before, right? Think about it this way. Every time you've ever had a good day in your life, somebody had a bad day. So are you supposed to be like, oh, I'm having a good day? You know what? I can't have a good day because someone else is having Uh a horrible day. Wow. So. Wow. There we have it, man. Thank y'all so much for rocking with us this week, man. It's been a different type of Bible study. And uh, different, different kind of Bible study, different type of Bible study. I think that's going to be the name of the show. What you want to name it, man? A different type of Bible study or a different kind of Bible study?
1: Uh, I like kind.
0: Okay. There you have it, people. You will find out at the end of this show, if you listen all the way through, how we came up with the name. It's a different kind of Bible study <laughs> with your co-host, Lavelle Neal, and yours truly, J-Will. Um, Lavelle, how can they listen to Quarantine with Lavelle, man? Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them
1: all right yeah so we're on facebook live on the neil down productions facebook group page which is n e a l down productions facebook group page you can join that page um if you're following me i always uh, read, you know i always share it right as the show is beginning so it's on every thursday at six thirty p m every thursday at six thirty p m uh on july the second we're gonna be on at six p m instead of six thirty but other than that, it's at 6.30 every uh, Thursday. But if you're not on Facebook, that's okay. Because we're also uh, live on YouTube every Thursday at 6.30. And um, the channel is Neal 23 Just go to the L Neil 23 channel, and you can watch Quarantine with Lavelle every Thursday evening live.
0: Check out Lavelle on Quarantine with Lavelle. And occasionally on Inspire God's People, the podcast, check us out on InspireGodsPeople.com. Thank you so much for listening today. I love you, though. 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 God's people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoy what you heard, please do stop over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe to the show. You can just even Google Inspire God's People and enjoy every show all the way back to our first episode. And please do not forget to tell a friend we love you inspire god's people if you looking for me i'll be in my own world create for the creator when i'm in my own world i serve below the surface it's layers to my purpose inspire god's people when i'm in my own world look in the sky there ain't no stars in it the art is all natural and authentic rivers of love swimming for us we can't drown if we fall in it If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world Create for the creator when I'm in my own world I serve below the surface, it's layers to my purpose Inspire guys, people when I'm in my own world